Hello everybody and welcome to Marvel Maniacs, the show that brings you constant and daily updates pertaining to all things Marvel. I am your host, Donna Jackson, the same person that will break down each and every Marvel-related thing and interject with comedic... I don't know what you call it. Uh, um... And for my Anchor viewers, because I am also recording on Anchor at this same very moment, I am uh, using Riverside 2. And for my Riverside, my new Riverside viewers, I am also recording on Anchor at the same time. So, uh, yeah. So, without further ado, let's jump right into the Thor 11 Thunder trailer. Now, okay, well, real quick, on this first scene, because I've done a breakdown video of this before, um, and I'm not sure where I put this scene, but right now I'm predicting it to be at the end of the movie, or very close to the beginning, because we do see two people walking up towards Thor, which I'm guessing is uh, Peter Quill, aka Star-Lord. And I did guess Nebula, but this person, you know, has hair. And so I'm guessing Mantis. I'm not sure Mantis. Yeah, Mantis has hair. But, um, continuing. Kids, get your popcorn Okay. I, I know I'm pausing again, it's only four seconds in, and we're already two minutes in. But, um, right here we actually get to see a group of kids that Gore, and fun fact, Gore is played by the same guy who's directing the movie, I believe. Um, or Korg, sorry, I didn't mean Gore, because that's the villain. But anyway... Right here we see Cork teaching a bunch of kids who I'm confident is the same children that are on the planet that Thor and the rest of the Guardians of the Galaxy is trying to help save and I'm guessing is the beginning of the movie. And yeah, I'm pretty sure this is just like, you know, like one of those movies where they where there's an actual narrator. You know, those type of movies. Let me tell you the story of the space bike. Okay, see, and right here is the part that kind of interests me that I noticed that I did not... I'm not sure if I noticed in my first Thor Love and Thunder breakdown video. See, Thor is actually wearing part of his original suit, which I always love those little nods to the original character and, their, and certain things about them. Uh, when it comes to a live action adaptation and if you can see the bottom of his outfit that that's the original thor outfit because he has dark blue pants and those little straps going around his boots though that's what mainly iconic for and i'm pretty sure he even has the actual thor belt but Again, in this scene, we can see smoke in the background. So I'm guessing when Korg tells the story of Thor, it's not, it's probably in the same day that the Guardians of the Galaxy is fighting, and Thor is fighting 
whatever threat is on this planet because we can actually see smoke in the background still. So this might be a couple days after the same day. I'm not sure. The lesson the popcorn Let me tell you the story of the space bike. He was no ordinary man. He was a god. After saving planet Earth for the 500... Time off on a new journey. Okay, so if we rewind this just a bit. Right here, we see Thor obviously going back to Asgard, as you can tell from the scenery with the city. And it look actually looks like this has become a tourist attraction now, which I'm also confident I said in my last uh, video too. And I'm saying this is a tourist uh attraction due to the fact that there are like three yachts here but hey if this is all of Asgard's hustle I'm, I'm do you shoot but I'm pretty sure Thor is returning here because of the main villain um Gore the god butcher who actually made his first comic book appearance in 2014. I also... Never mind. Um, but yeah, that was his first comic book appearance. And... Thor actually met him three different points in his life. But that's for a story for another uh, video. Now, again, like I was saying, I'm confident that Thor's returning here because of Thor. And he's investigating gods that are dying. And we actually get to see evidence in this in this theory later. But again, that will come later. So. Okay, we got a new suit. And honestly, this looks really good. And Thor actually used this suit in the comics too when he became unworthy of his hammer. So I'm pretty sure they're trying to tackle that mixed with the fact that he is worthy because they already dealt with that in Ragnarok but it's more of the fact that he needs to accept it now like truly accept it and um this new suit it's the time that Thor was unworthy the unworthy um storyline within Thor and he also got a new arm and everything. It's a lot. But right now, it seems like they're on the uh, planet. I forgot what it's called. The one that the Grand Master's on. Because look at the scenery in the background. And this does remind me a lot of Thor Ragnarok in the back. And we can also see some screaming goats on the side. Which is obviously like horses that they use to carry the chariot back in the old olden days that this is what they're doing with the ghosts except the ghosts can run and take a whole ship with them into the sky <laughs> and right here I believe is evidence of a god that is dead because if you look this right here is a giant god of something and 
Honestly, I'm not trying to really identify who this god is, but I'm certain that it is a god and Thor knows this, so he's trying to train. Or this just might be the first evidence of a god who Thor didn't realize was a god and then later comes back and is like, oh, so that's who you are. I, okay. I mean, like earlier, I did predict that this was Surtur. I was really trying to guess, but then I went deeper and deeper into my Thor knowledge and then I realized that this actually might just be a god but this right now looks like it's just a training area for Thor to get in shape he got in shape yep he went from dead part to god part okay now see oh never mind right here Right here is also what I really want to talk about because right here is when we get to see Mjolnir for the first time. Now, I predicted, I well, I told in the anchor on anchor in one of my recordings that Jane Foster is actually. Uh, I told how she got the hammer because I knew this was gonna play well into. Thor Love and Thunder. Now, I'm pretty sure it's the same way, except within the comics, she got the hammer by teleporting to the moon and just picked the hammer up when Thor was unworthy and nobody else could pick it up. And I'm certain that she just got teleported to the spot where Nonir was crushed and she just picked it up and rebuilt all of it back together. Not really too much of backstory, but I'm pretty sure we'll get a summary of that later. I'm, I'm actually certain uh, that the in credit scene is um, going to be her having cancer because that's actually breast cancer. That's what actually what she has in the comic books, and it's what causes her to spoil her. Die. And I explained all this in my anchor video, so. Please go listen to those. But we can even see Thor in Asgard right now helping his people battle what looks to be like some kind of army. Now, the regular people are, yes, Asgardians. Now, the people with hammers and, not hammers, with daggers and shields, I'm not too confident on who they are. I'm pretty sure just some random people that Thor's fighting or probably sent by Gore himself. But of course we see the hammer coming towards Thor and we all know what's about to happen. Thank you, as the one and only Thor. Jane Foster, everybody. Uh yeah, that's that's this Jane Foster. And it, her suit is actually very identical to the comic book, so I'm glad they kept it like that. Um, yeah, I'm pretty sure she was just summoned here by Valkyrie, who had helped her. Because we did see in a clip that Marvel let loose that, uh, because Valkyrie said something that got my brain kind of going was, um, that, because Thor had asked Valkyrie how long, um, is, like, basically, is she any good at being Thor? And... Valkyrie said uh, she's getting the hang of it 
which two things. Thor is asking Valkyrie, which lets me indicate that in this period of the movie, Thor knows that Valkyrie has been with Jane since she got the hammer or somewhat in that time frame. And it also let me lets me know that Jane and well basically Valkyrie knows that Jane has the hammer and it's kind of been helping her and training her, been like a mentor to a mentee. Okay, okay, I'm sorry. I know I've been pausing a lot. I'm sorry. But this is one of those moments where it kind of confuses me. I can't say that I really like that. It's not the outfit, actually. It's that helmet. Now, he does get this suit later. Um, I forgot when it was. I'm sorry, I am going to look this up real quick. I know it's kind of my job to already know this, but if you didn't know, these videos and now recordings are unscripted, so there's not really, so I don't really know before I do something. When... Sorry, didn't tell me anything. But, um, I'm guessing that he just summons this new suit out of nowhere. Because in a moment, we just saw him trying to reach for the hammer, but it's gone. So this just might be a an technical error. Error. Because I thought he got this suit when he first becomes, uh, king of Asgard. Because I do predict that he will take his throne back, because... Valkyrie looks like she's kind of sick of the title, and I'm pretty sure I explained that in a recording that I did earlier. But in the back, you can even see some little monsters, right, specifically right here, that Thor, that I can see that they're fighting. So again, this supports my theory that it's actually Thor the God Butcher who is sending these things to kill all the gods. Because, you know, God Butcher. And I'm not sure if he was able to really do this in the comics. He was able to summon some black liquid goo that was on his body that he actually stole, the, which is actually armor that he stole off of a god that crash landed on his planet. But yeah. So I'm pretty sure Thor just summoned this suit. It's a really confusing part. We even got the arm sleeves back. Let's go. Okay, so in these three scenes, we see a lot of things. So let's just slow it down some. Boom. Right here, we see Valkyrie. It's actually a very beautiful shot. We see her coming out of what looks to be a portal or some kind of hole inside of a sanctuary or something where they're meeting up to discuss how to battle gore. Or this could be the same place where in the next couple scenes we see Jane at, and I'm predicting this like where 
they like are getting information on Gore and sit, trying to figure out what he is and what he is that he does. Because we do see the same statues that are in the next scene. And I'm pretty sure this is just a scene of Valkyrie arriving. Okay, so... Right here we see Thor in what looks to be the exact same house we saw in the first trailer. Or the, like, the house of Asgard. We even actually got uh, to see Valkyrie in a meeting where she's discussing making Asgard a part of the United States. Which is very dope. Um, but yeah. Uh, sorry, I just lost my train of thought. But yeah, I'm pretty sure he's just sitting there. It's, you know, doing that rambling thing where he doesn't really know he's rambling. Yeah. Okay, so right here is the scene that I was talking about. Right here is the scene where um, Valkyrie must be coming in to arrive with Jane and Thor. Again, discussing plans on either how to beat Gore or gaining information on Gore. Because this looks like it's 20, 30 minutes into the movie. Yeah. But in the background, we get to see our third official appearance by a being who is known as the Living Tribunal. He's a god with inside Marvel that essentially, I believe, helped created the universe or is helped keeping peace with it. He has three different heads which represent vengeance, necessity, ne 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 I'm not sure if I'm saying this right, and equity, whatever. He represents three things and that's all you really need to know. Uh, and we even get to see another god in the background. Uh, this one right here with the big head. And this is what... Sorry, let me find a better picture. This is what the Living Tribunal looks like. I know it's pretty weird. Doesn't have a neck. Not sure how this man eats. But we also get to see another character. Sorry, I'm going back because I did do my research. Thank you. Biro. Now, Biro... Biro is who I'm guessing is this right here. Now, Biro is the Biro is the god of life, and these actually I'm not sure if these are the same people that are gonna get killed, but I'm confident that they have a role to play. Now, see right here, Biro. This is what Biro looks like, and we even get to see kind of the same cloakness if you look very closely closely, we get to see that same cloak with inside the back of this dude's head. Sorry. What's it been, like, three, four years? Eight years, seven months, and six days. Right here is Olympus. Already broke that down. My, uh... And this confirms it. Um, 
So right now, I believe that Thor is actually meeting up with Zeus and the rest of the gods to warn them about Thor. And you know, them being obviously ink, uh, um, kind of proving Thor's uh, theory, right? That all gods are just selfish and only care about themselves. And, you know, Zeus is the guy who, who really proves that theory correct in all possible ways. Because Zeus is very self he, he's a lot of things but we're not going into that right now so again I'm pretty sure he's warning the gods that about what's about to occur and they're just not going to listen to him feelings Now, right here, we get to see Gore finally, well, not Gore, but I'm sensing that this is a piece, a part of the planet that he ripped off to kill a god or something, or this kind of like his spaceship, the thing that he floats on throughout the universe. Now, there's a small planet and it, right here, and it looks like that's actually Earth. So let's go in a few moments later. The only ones who gods care about. So right here, this is the Necro Sword. I'm assuming, and my God, the Necro Sword is a one of the most powerful weapons with inside Marvel today. Now Thor is like, and now Gore is like a decade old villain, but he's still relatively new. He does he didn't get that much exposure except for within the Venom storyline, where he actually almost took over the entire world of Earth. Um, so yeah. Now right here, the Necrosword is actually a very important weapon because it took over Galactus's body and was kind of using him. It also took over, I almost said Namor or Nemo, the planet. Um, I forgot his name. But uh, the planet who can talk, I can't believe I forgot his name. I remember it this whole time. Um, but yeah, so this is a very important item, which I'm pretty sure if it gets destroyed, isn't actually destroyed or going away. And we already got confirmation of Venom, spoiler alerts, with inside the Spider-Man No Way Home movie at the end credit scene where Eddie Brock was transported with into the, basically, Marvel Cinematic Universe and transported out and left the piece of Venom. So I'm pretty sure within the 10 years down the road, five years, we're gonna get that whole thing. And that'll be the new Infinity War. Now, right here, this could either be the beach or Gore's planet. Now, I'm gonna say this is Earth. No, I'm gonna say it might be his planet or Earth because his planet didn't have any water, which is why I don't want to say this is his planet, because there's obviously a body of ocean right next to him, but if it was Earth, I wouldn't be shocked either, because that, you know, you know, he most likely came down there to basically teach Thor a lesson, like, I'm coming for you. Now, this is what I'm gonna call the dark dimension. And 
score right now is going through it, and I'm pretty sure this is like not his sanctuary, but the place where he's most powerful and can basically do any attack in this, like, you know, his kingdom, based essentially. Now, we actually get the first look of Gore right here. And honest to God, he does not really look all that bad. He actually looks very menacing. And I'm glad that they decided to keep all of his features except the nose. Because when I first saw it, I was like this. Because I was so confused. Because the nose is what threw me off. Because he doesn't really have one. Or in the shape of one. But all in all, he really does look the same. Not too much difference. This. And here's actually, personally, my favorite scene, because right here, I'm pretty sure that I'm confident that this is where Thor was in the search of Gore, and this, where I said earlier, where um, Thor encounters him three times, this is the first time, uh, and this is actually, this being that's laying down, which I'm pretty sure I said uh, and then recording on Anchor that this is a beast that Thor killed or something. That's completely wrong because this is actually the, uh, a god who's, I don't know what he's a god of, but this is who Gore slayed and basically just killed. And we actually were in search Thor was in search of Gore in the comics, and I'm pretty sure this, I'm confident that this is what happened, this is what's happening now, but it, the only difference is that he had a platoon of Asgardians who were come uh, following him, and right here is where Thor's gonna meet Gore first, because this is where he met him in the comics, and he, he captured Thor, and put him inside the mouth of the beast for seven days and tortured him for information on where the rest of the gods are on Asgard. Or just where the rest of the gods are because, you know, in the context of this, Asgard has been eliminated. Ascension, not really. But, you know, there aren't really gods on Asgard except for Thor. But anyways, and thus, he only really has Korg next to him. And this is going to be probably the best scene and in the whole entire movie for me. And we, I actually do get kind of confirmation that this work is going to meet Gore by the next scene right now. Oh God, right there is my confirmation. The fear it was inside Thor's eyes. Looking into that, well, dead God and knowing that Gore is inside of there and that he's going to have to face him. Right here, then I would predicted that this was the end of the movie, the ending part, which it might be, but this also might be the big, the like, oh, we're going to fight Gore for the last time right now part. That might be what it is.
an ability that Jane Foster has that Thor does not, or, but I'm pretty sure he could do, um, is break Nonir and put it back together. Now, Jane can obviously do this because it was cracked because of Hela. It's not something she could do in the comics. It's never been stated that she can do that. But it has been stated that she does have better control over Nonir than Thor has. And this kind of proves it with inside the Marvel Cinematic Universe as well. Because look at how she's able to disassemble Thor, Thor's hammer and reassemble it. Gore, which I'm assuming is either another another dimension, like the Mirrorverse or something. Not that this is the Mirrorverse, just spit, like saying that this uh, dimension like the Mirrorverse, something like that. Um, or this might just be the moon, because a huge part of Thor's and Gore's and Jane Foster's journey uh, in 2014 t- took place on the moon. So I wouldn't be surprised if this is where they had their last fight. We get our first look at Zeus inside the MCU, which is actually, it's actually exciting for all comic book fans because we know with when there comes Zeus, there must come Hercules, and Hercules is also a big part of Thor's, or not a big part, but more of a big part of Hulk's whole thing with his because you know he's kind of best friends with Hercules kind of like frenemies they fight a lot to see who's stronger um but he's also fought with Thor to see who's stronger and he helped him a lot and became an ally so yeah Thor battling Gore and obviously the title cards saying 